President Cyril Ramaphosa delivered his eighth State of the Nation address last night, which not only saw the President delivering his speech without interruption, uh, but in a peaceful environment. Now, many experts say that this could be because of the absence of the EFF. Uh, of course, uh, the, the Red Barrett yesterday announced that they will boycott the SONA after the court dismissed an urgent application to allow EFF uh, leader Julius Malema and five of uh, his leaders to attend the occasion. Now, today we discuss with uh, political analyst uh, Professor Becky Ngomezulu. Uh, Professor, good uh, morning and uh, thank you so much for joining us on Radio Islam International. Uh, good morning, my brother. Uh, morning to your listeners and morning to your colleagues. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us on Radio Islam International. Now, Professor, what did you make? What did you make of, of the president's speech? Uh, he seemed uh, much more presidential than in previous years, but, but one had the feeling that, 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 that those in attendance uh, maybe weren't too impressed or didn't fully understand uh, the speech. Uh, first of all, I must say that uh, what the president said uh, did not come as a surprise. We knew, for instance, that uh, instead of focusing on the sixth administration, he was going to go back uh, to the days of uh, the late Nelson Mandela and and all uh, his um, uh, uh, predecessors, uh, identifying things that have worked well uh, to create the impression that uh, uh, he has done well, when in fact, uh, during his term, a lot has gone wrong. The fact that we are now on stage four today after he had promised us that uh, uh, the end of load shedding is in sight is evidence uh, of that. But then for me, the main issue was that uh, uh, as much as the president's speech touched on a number of issues, uh, I had issues with uh, the manner in which it was structured. I I would have expected, for instance, that uh, uh, the 30 years that he referred to would have been his introduction. Uh, obviously, there is no way that would have escaped that because one is election year, so then he had to basically take stock of what has happened in the last uh, 30 years. But the bulk of his uh, discussion or of his address should have been on his administration to tell us what has worked, what has not worked, what are the problems, what are the solutions. So structurally, I think I had a problem uh, with the president's speech. You know, there was a sense that he used... Uh, part or a big part of his speech uh, as uh, uh, electioneering. Uh, many felt that, that this was a speech given by the president of the ANC rather than the president of South Africa. That is absolutely correct. It's absolutely correct. This is election year. So uh, you, you would have heard that uh, even when uh, he was uh, hinting that uh, this is an election year, uh, he said that uh, those who think that we are not coming back are mistaken. We are coming back and then using different languages uh, to appeal to different audiences. That those who think that the ANC uh, will not win this election are mistaken. It is going to win the election. And yet, as you correctly pointed out, the, this uh, speech is not about uh, the ANC. It is about uh, the state of the country in all areas uh, that affect you and I. But then the bulk of the discussion was basically about projecting the organization as a party that has done well, either in the past 30 years or the few uh, good stories that have come up uh, under his administration. But then he did not address uh, the critical issues 
uh, that uh, affect people that people are complaining about. Uh, I've just mentioned load shedding right now. There are also concerns about uh, uh, the state of uh, education and the funding of uh, uh, students at the tertiary institutions. Where I happen to be, NESFAS is just one big mess. I still don't understand where the idea of the centralization of NESFAS came from because when it was run at universities, all you needed to do was to appoint a, com- a monitoring committee that would go around checking if indeed everything was okay. Right now, you have a student who gets five rand on the account, two rand, seven rand. Others see the money. When they try to access the money, the money is gone. And a number of students don't get money. So for me, those are the real issues that the president should have attended to and say, these are the problems, these are the solutions. I, this uh, load shedding is just a case in point. Uh, he appointed the wrong minister. You can't appoint a civil engineer uh, to deal with um, a load shedding when there are uh, electrical engineers. And we didn't need a minister to start with because you had Gwede Mandashe and uh, you also had um, uh, uh, Pravin Kortan. What are they doing? If they fail to fire them and then replace them with a, a person with the requisite skills, as he said, uh, he appointed the right people in the right position. This meritocracy talked about I, 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 I can identify a few here and there, like in SARS, that guy's doing an excellent job. But the same cannot be said when it goes to other sectors of government. Well, what were the other highlights uh, for you from his speech? Uh, one of the things that uh, the president tried to address is the issue of unemployment, which is the reality. Uh, he admitted that uh, the unemployment rate has gone up, which is absolutely uh, correct. Factually, it is correct. But then uh, he kept on saying that uh, uh, he has tried everything possible to make sure that uh, he creates jobs, his government uh, creates jobs, more especially uh, for the youth, because the youth, uh, uh, the, the, the youth unemployment rate is just unbelievably high. And then he says that uh, uh, he has come up with uh, mechanisms to address the issue. But then, of course, you and I know that uh, as much as that is factually correct, but the reality is that uh, these unemployment rate figures are, are just uh, increasing each and every day, and there is no end in sight. And then the other thing, of course, is the issue of the economy. Because if the economy is not growing, there is no way that you are going to create the jobs that you need. And it talks about uh, industrialization. How are you going to industrialize if you don't have electricity? Because uh, the, the businesses that are already operating uh, are bound to close. And then, of course, your potential uh, investors are bound to go elsewhere. So those are some of the uh, nitty-gritties that I think the president should have just focused on. The speech of one hour, 40 minutes, could have been one hour maximum or even less if the president had structured this speech correctly and then only went straight to the issues and forgot about uh, this election, uh, electioneering, uh, which uh, took the bulk of uh, his uh, speech. There was one statement or uh, a part of uh, his address that, that was met with a bit of skepticism, uh, and that is... Um, him saying or stating that state capture is something of the past and there's now greater protection for whistleblowers. No, that was very interesting indeed because when the president ascended to power, uh, he said that uh, he was coming up with a new dawn. It is yet to come. And then he said he was going to deal decisively with corruption. You might have seen about a week ago when the when corruption index uh, uh, was uh, uh, corruption index figures were released, 
we are getting worse instead of getting better. From number 43, we're number 41. So which means, therefore, we are not getting any better. And then, of course, he said that uh, uh, state institutions or that government in, 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 in the form of a legislature have to hold uh, the executive accountable. And then he didn't say anything about what did government, uh, the legislature do in terms of the Palapala matter, because it falls exactly in that category. And if you have a situation whereby there the, the are uh, accusations that uh, uh, the, the legislature failed to hold former President Zuma accountable on the Nkandla matter, then the same applies uh, on the Palapala matter, because instead of uh, allowing the president to resign, which is what he was ready to do, and had in fact write, written a letter to that effect, parliament decided, no, we have the figures, I mean the numbers, we're going to protect you. So these are some of the realities uh, that uh, the president deliberately did not want to touch on, because of course that would have affected him negatively. Professor, thank you so much uh, for joining us uh, on Radio Islam International this morning, and thank you for uh, the insight. Thank you very much, my brother, for having me, and have a nice day. Uh, you too. Have a lovely day. Bye. Bye. And that was uh, Professor Peki Ungomezulu uh, telling us or analyzing uh, this, uh, the President's uh, State of the Nation address last night.